Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Amen. I'm so excited with this preaching. It's been like uh, that was ages ago when I cancelled it. When I said, oh, I got something then. And then because I was stuck working, working, working. But I know God uh, has planned to, to just deliver this message. And I was studying the whole week. I've been listening to this teaching for so many times and all the time. This is one of my favorite. And this week, last Friday, I was at work at Wembley Vaccine. So I'm standing and I, the Lord just said to me, someone's going to ask you to work on Sunday. <laughs> so I said, yeah, okay. And then, because they, Modesty said they pay a lot on a Sunday. <laughs> but then, Suddenly they said, oh, the manager's coming. Oh, why is the manager downstairs? From upstairs, he just went downstairs. Where's Lourdes? Where's Lourdes? It's my name. This is Lourdes. So she came to me. Hi, hi. Can you, Odette, please, uh, Lourdes, I want you to work on Sunday. You have three options. You can choose in which place you want to go. So I said, no, I'm going to church. And she just said, fine. <laughs> so fine. So I said, I can't cancel it. I prepared for it, so I can't cancel it. Amen? Amen? So I have time to walk and I have time when I set my mind, I'll set it for God. Amen. 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 So today, I want to share with you is, is about the covenant blood of God. This is my favorite, one of my favorite, really I love this. So in Genesis, when God created man, we know, I'm sure most of us know about the Genesis, that man created, uh, God created man, and it was perfect. Adam was perfect. And he was created in the image of God, and in the likeness of God. And there was a perfect fellowship with God and Adam, when God created him. But because of deception, you know what happened? When the woman take the forbidden fruit and gave it to Adam, so sometimes the man just followed the woman <laughs> and just said, okay, I'll have a taste as well. Amen? So because of that deception, sin entered his heart. It was a sin because it entered in his heart because God said, don't, don't, but then the woman just said, and then Adam said yes. So the, the, the sin entered his heart. And, and because of that, the fellowship with God was broken. Because of that sin. That's why when God came down in Genesis 3, when God said, where are you, Adam? And then Adam was just hiding. And then he says in verse 10, I heard your voice, Lord, but I was hiding. I was afraid because I was naked. So now he can see that he's naked. But before, when God created him, he was naked, literally, but God's glory is upon Adam. So he can't see that he's naked. But because of sin, 
He just realized, oh my gosh, I am naked. So he's so embarrassed, that's why he's hiding from God. And then, and Adam and, and Eve has crossed themselves with the fig leaves. So, what did God do? In Genesis 3.21, it says, unto Adam and also unto his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. So this verse is so amazing because God came and clothed them. And clothing them means it's redemption. God is redeeming Adam back again to him, to himself. In clothing them, God is making a promise that I am going to redeem you. So when they clothed themselves with the fig leaves, it was the wrong covering. It's not going to do anything. But God clothed them with the skin of the dead animal. Amen. So God slew the first animal in the garden. And what was on the skin? When you kill uh, an animal, what would be on the skin is the blood. Amen? So there was blood on the skin, and God clothed Adam and Eve with the skin of a dead animal. Because God was saying, you sinned, our fellowship was broken, but now I am washing you with the blood. And it signifies God is reconciling him back again. Amen? Amen? So that time when God clothed them with the skin, with the blood, he is re re reconciled with God again. So when Adam failed, sinned and walked away, but God came back to redeem him. So that how that's how important the blood is. God always purchased us with his blood. I, I, I remember that I did share this dream before that I had, but I thought I want to share it again. That before I thought I was that, like um, accessory to a mistake of someone. And I was feeling so guilty. And I was praying, Lord, I've sinned against you. I was so guilty. But that night, God showed me in my dream that I was going to a church. So there was a high priest at the door and they're welcoming the people in. So I went in the, in, uh, inside the church. It was a very big church. But I wasn't concentrating on the, big, on the high priest. I was looking around because it was so shiny. I can see a speck of dirt or dust in the church. So I was looking, it was just glittering, glittering because it's so shiny and so clean. I'm looking everywhere. So while everybody was concentrating, Listening to the sermon, I was looking around and said, I'm trying to look for a speck of dust or dirt in that place. And there is nothing. So when the service finished, I said, I'm going to stay. I need to ask the high priest, why is this church so clean? Being a Filipina, probably you just want to clean all the time. <laughs> so I waited for the high priest. And then I said, why is your house, why is the church so clean? And he said, come on, I'll show you at the back. So I followed the high priest, and at the back, 
I saw a big conveyor. You know at the airport there's a conveyor and there's ro running water on it. The water just keeps running on the conveyor. And in the evening, all every, I don't know how it happens, but it showed me every tiles, everything that's in the church, it all goes back on the conveyor, being washed by water all the time, being washed and washed and goes back again. And it's so clean. Isn't it amazing? Mm -hmm. So God showed me in my dream, don't look at your sin because even the speck of dust, when I wash you by my blood, God cleanses us. God doesn't look at our sin because when God looks at us, He sees the blood of Jesus. Amen? So God cleanses us, cleanses us continuously, 24-7, before God knows whatever we do. We're going to see now what God knows everything. But God always says, you are already forgiven. But sometimes people get stuck on their sin or what they did wrong. Please don't. Look forward. Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid the price. We are righteous in the eyes of God. Amen? Amen. So I love that dream. I love that. Every time I'm doing it as like a testimony for people who are like guilty or something, don't live in guilt. Live in freshness, in the glory and presence of God every day. So, so from that moment on, man can, cannot go and have fellowship without going through the blood. It is only through the blood that we can know God. In Genesis 4, the story of Cain and Abel, it's um, Genesis 4, 1 to 5. It says here, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. So, Abel is the keeper of the sheep, and Abel was younger than Cain. But in Hebrews, God mentioned Abel first, because God respects Abel because of his offering. Mm. Amen? And also, Abel's offering was acceptable, and Abel honors the covenant with God because it's from generation, from Adam and Eve. So they know, I'm sure, the story of what's happening. So he honors the covenant. So he offers the firstborn of his sheep. And it's an excellent sacrifice. And also, he, offer, he offered it in faith. So by faith, that means there is a hope of redemption. And faith comes through the blood. And Cain offered vegetables. There's no faith in offering vegetables. Amen? And by faith offered unto God, Abel offered unto God the very excellent sacrifice 
than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he is righteous. And Genesis 4, 5, it says, But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. Amen? So without the blood, we cannot walk with the Lord. Without the blood, there is no favor from the Lord. Without the blood, there is no communion with the Lord. Without the blood, there is no grace. Without the blood, there is no blessing and protection from the Lord. Without the blood, God would be absent in our life. So that's how important the blood is. So in our Christian life, like what Abel did, he did the best of his offering. I was just thinking of this. Sometimes what do we offer God? Do we offer a good spare of our time to just spend it with God? Or we just give it a few minutes? I'm guilty sometimes. I'm sure we get to that time that sometimes we do something else, we get, we get trapped away. But we'll try and make it a point that we spend time with God. This week, I was just wondering, I said, I need to do this, I need to do that. But I said, no, it's not going to change. The house is going to be the same. I just need to concentrate on this. So I just said to my daughter, when I come back and after we go somewhere, I'll clearing, I'll clear up tonight <laughs> because all my paperwork's everywhere on the table in the loft. Because yesterday I was in the loft and I was shouting because my, my spirit was just like jumping. I was so blessed. I studying. That's why when we spoke yesterday in the I said I'm gonna study now because <laughs> because we're meant to go out. I said no, I'm going, I'm going to just stick to this. And she was busy as well, so it's fine. So how much offering do we give to God? Do we give coins to God? We should give our best to God. I just want to share that um, about myself. Um, I'm not boasting on anything, but I was giving tithes since I was 21 years old from Philippines. And by God's grace, there's always some, that I always have something with me. I've never run out. And few few months ago, my husband bought a land in the Philippines on the island. And I thought, I'm so embarrassed. Okay, you, you, you buy the land and I'll build the house. And I'm looking at my savings. I said, would this be enough? But that doesn't stop me with my tithes. I keep giving tithes. I'm giving tithes as well sometimes in the Philippines. And I've been helping people. I'm not looking how much I spend. I do spend a lot giving away every month. And then my house is going to be, it's finished now. It's just going to be furnished. And I'm just going to buy bits and bobs when I get there. And I'm looking at my account. My money is still there. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> my money is still there. It doesn't include the money I got now because um, my good news is I retired from work. Hey. I retired from work a few weeks ago. 
but I'm still helping. I retired from work and my boss said to me, can you work tomorrow? We need you to do bank with us. So I'm still helping sometimes. But I praise God because I'm wondering, because throughout the weeks that happened, every time I've been sending like thousands, thousands, and I'm looking at my account, my money is still there. I still got money. I do extra shifts, but I'm wondering, would that be enough? And now I got more than what I said before. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So God is a God of miracle. Amen. We can't underestimate God. When God says, I will prosper you, I will bless you, God will bless you in every aspect of your life, be it financially, emotionally, spiritually, protection for your children. Just entrust God with everything in your life. Amen? Amen? So, now, so that's my, my, my story. So, have hopefully in a few, few weeks I've, I'll be in Philippines. So, uh, yeah, a few weeks. So, now we'll go to Genesis in Noah. Everybody knows about Noah. Remember the song, the animals came in by two, hurrah, hurrah. Amen? It's not two, it's sevens. <laughs> it's seven animals. God said to Noah, you bring seven clean animals and two pairs of unclean animals. Amen? So sometimes the, the, the song is wrong. They didn't include the seven. So... In total, you are the seven, the two, it should be nine. Amen? And in Genesis 8.20, it says, And Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offering on the altar. So the first thing that Noah did, when he came out, because it was 40 days, isn't it, when it was just like flooded, and then another 120 days for it to dry. So the first thing he did when he come out is to build an altar. Amen? And he baptized the earth with blood. And why do you think he did that? Because Noah wants the fellowship with God. Because he knows the covenant from the very beginning. So Noah baptized the earth with blood again by offering the clean animals unto the ground. So the covenant began in Eden before up to the Mount of Ararat. So it's continuous. So the God's covenant is established. In Genesis 8.21, it says here, The Lord smelled the pleasing, the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground for man's sake. Because of the blood, the blood, this precious blood, has stopped the curse and God is honoring it. Amen? So make sure every day you apply the blood and don't believe that you're cursed or this one's going to happen to you or what because God paid the price. And God promised that He's never again, He will curse the ground and so it's for His people. So we just have to trust God. And now we'll go to Abraham in Genesis 12. Chapter 12, verse 7. Abraham. Abraham also built an altar and applies the blood. So that means it's fellowship again with God. 
So Abraham is again establishing the covenant from the very beginning that happened before. And then from Abraham, we go to Isaac. In Genesis 26-25, Isaac built an altar and offered blood again to establish the covenant. You see how important the blood is? Every time you go to God, every time you go to God, you ask for the blood. Ask for the blood of God. And in Genesis 33-18-20, also Jacob erected an altar when he fled from Esau. And it's again, when there's an altar, there's blood. Amen? So that was so much accomplishment of the blood from Adam, Abel, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's all the blood. In Leviticus 16, it says here, blood offering is required to remove the sin. When God sees the blood offering, God remove the sin. Amen? So that's what I'm telling you before. When God sees the blood that's covering you, God doesn't see your sin. God sees the blood of Jesus in you and in your life. Amen? So we trust. We trust in the blood of Jesus. So after all this, after Adam, Abel, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it was quiet for a while. It was quiet for 430 years. And then, here comes the Ten Commandments. Where um, it was so nice. When I was reading yesterday, I, just, I know, we know the story, it was Ten Commandments. But my spirit was just limping for joy. I was crazy in the loft yesterday. <laughs> so it was silent for 430 years. So for 430 years, do you think people would remember their God? No. It's like here, you just forget, isn't it? It's here say, oh, they said there's a God. There's a God that our ancestors, our generations. So people doesn't know God. It's all like hearsay. But then God sent Moses down. So God used Moses. And God introduced himself to Moses. Remember the burning bush when Moses went up the mountain and says, take off your sandals because this is a holy ground. Because when you're in the presence of God, sandals signifies uh, dirt where you've been walking around. So when you're in the presence of God, you need to be really clean. So he asked Moses to take the sandals off. But Moses is a man who always arguing. He's like, oh no, I can't speak. Oh no, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. He always like that. So that's why he's got a helper as well. And he always says that, oh no, they won't believe me. So in Exodus 6, 2-5, God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So God reminded Moses that he is the God from the very beginning that appeared to his ancestors. And in verse 4, God said, And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of the pilgrimage wherein they were strangers. And in verse 5, he says, And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, 
whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. So God came down and was saying, this is my covenant. I remember it. They are my children. So I know my covenant. I remember it. So I want you to do things for me to save my people again. Amen? So God knows his promises. And God will keep his promise no matter what. God is God. Whatever he says, it's meant to pass. It's going to happen. So Moses went back to Egypt. So to cut the story short, of course, the Pharaoh won't let the Israelites go. Amen? With all the plagues that happen, the water that's turned to blood, the frogs, the lies that covers the land, the wild animals which destroyed everything, the pestilence that killed most of the domestic animals of the Egyptians, and the boils on the peril. I'm sure we've seen this in the Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments and the Pharaoh's servants, and even their animals. And then the, the hail that struck down all the crops and the field, and the, this hail shattered every tree on the land. And the locust that covers the face of the land and swallowed every crop and fruit of the trees. And there were darkness over the land of Egypt. That was the number nine. And the number ten is the death of the firstborn. But before the death of the firstborn, God said to Moses to tell his people to apply the blood of the lamb on the two side posts. And the upper post, doorpost of the house. So God again is reminding, because of his covenant, he is telling the people again who forgot about the the God from the beginning and they didn't know about the covenant. So God is reminding them again to what to apply the blood. Because it's the covenant. It's a blood to offer a blood sacrifice. I'm sure the people of Israel doesn't even understand what's going on. If you remember when you see the film, it's like everybody was just panicking, panicking. So they have to have clean lamb, each house, each house. And they're running around, and they're running around. And it says here as well, they were also told to roast the lamb and eat it. Isn't it funny? So I just saw it yesterday. I said, aside from applying the blood, God said to them to roast, to roast and eat it. And you know why? Because in Psalms 105.37, it says here, there was not a sick person among the tribes. So this is um, a spiritual meaning about this. When God asked them to do it, remember the people, when they leave that land, they're going to have to walk miles and miles on the desert. And it says here, 
Yeah, there were Psalms 105:37. There was not a sick person among the tribes. So all the Egyptian, all the Israelites who left Egypt, they were all like healed. Even when they're not well, according to this spiritual meaning that they were asked to roast and eat the lamb, that healed them. Just to prepare them to go for a long, long miles and miles of walk. So it says, no one was sick among the Israelites. Isn't it amazing? Yes. Isn't it amazing? So God is so wonderful. When I was reading this yesterday, I said, oh my God. See, God plans ahead. God plans ahead, even in our life. Sometimes you think that it's not going to happen, or I can't do this, I can't do this. But you know what? God knows where we're going. God knows our future. We don't know. God says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So we just have to trust God. So whatever God says, if God says, go and eat that roast lamb or something, then just eat it. Or when God tells you something to do, sometimes you think, oh, it's not from God. It's, it's from somewhere else. But you just have to trust your spirit would agree with God's spirit because the same spirit with you is that God put it in you. So you just have to listen to God and trust Him. Amen? Amen. In Exodus 12, 13, God said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. Isn't it amazing? This morning, I was finishing this. I was, I was praying and I was reading my, my outline. And I was on this and I said, oh. So I was looking and suddenly, because my God TV is on, the preacher said, read Exodus 12.13. And I says, yeah, I'm on Exodus 12.13. <laughs> so it just confirmed. I was laughing. I said, God, you're so good. You are really confirming what you want me to say. I said, I'm on Exodus 12, 13, and he mentioned it again, that God said that when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. Amen? So let God just really cover us. When God, when the blood is covering us, God will not allow the devil to come near you. Amen? Amen. God said, when I see the blood, not when I see you, not your past, not the things you do, but the blood of Jesus over you. And no enemy can touch you. No enemy can touch you. We have problems in our life. We have trials. We have this. But by faith, we always apply the blood of Jesus in our life and in our loved ones. Because God's promises are true and it's not going to be broken no one can bend God's promises we just have to trust God and have faith in God amen, amen. now my question is is the blood over our life do we apply blood every day in our life when I pray for the blood I just don't ask for the drop of blood I ask for the shower of blood over me and my family Amen? Let it pour like waterfalls. That's my prayer. Let the blood of Jesus pour like waterfalls in my house, in my family, in my children. 
in my relatives at work, the Christian churches, the Christians, my friends. So I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we really, really have to every day just to apply blood in our lives. Because without the blood of Jesus, we can't do anything. Without the blood of Jesus, nothing's going to happen in our life. You see, the devil is over there, but if you apply a heads of your blood around you, the devil can touch you. The devil can touch you. Sometimes there's something happening in our life, but even if we go through trials in our life, God's promises is always with us. Amen? People were saying, life is not a bed of roses. It is not. But what a difference it makes, knowing that you're a Christian, that God is with you no matter what. Amen? Amen? God is our source of energy. God is the source of everything. God is what we live for. Amen? Amen? So, let's pray that the blood of Jesus among us and our family, our children, our workplace, our job, our future, and everything, we entrust it to God. We entrust it and wash it and just offer it with the help of the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Okay, shall we all stand up? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Most precious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we come to you once again. We just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your word, O oh God. Lord, I know in my heart that there are people around, as you was telling me, Father, that, that really need to hear your word, Lord, that will help people around, Lord. Even on, on Zoom or whatever, Lord, I know this is your plan, Father. Lord, I lift up every person, Father, that listens about the, the glorious blood of Jesus. I pray, Father, right now that the blood of Jesus, Lord, be upon our lives, O oh God. I apply the blood of Jesus over Hope Community Church. I apply the blood of Jesus and all members of Hope Community Church. I apply the blood of Jesus in all the church members and their families and their loved ones, oh God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we apply the blood of Jesus in all our works, our profession, our family, our house, our plans, our future, oh God. We apply the blood of Jesus that no enemy, no enemy can touch Father, what you plan for us, because it is your plan to bless us and prosper us. Lord, I apply the blood of Jesus to each and every one of us and our children, oh God. I apply the blood of Jesus and we declare health and healing and a sound mind for all our children and our family, oh God, as you promise in your word. Father, we give you praise, oh God. We give you praise, we give you honor because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.